Hi there, and welcome to episode two of my new podcast, Inward Change, Outward Impact. My name is Dr. Chris McCormick, and I'm so glad that you've joined me today to hear this message and to interact with this uh, podcast. It's such an exciting time uh, to do that, and so thank you for doing that. I want to share with you some insights that I believe were important to me as I considered one of the maybe familiar Bible stories that you've heard over the years, and maybe you haven't, and this might be new to you, and that's that's okay as well. I feel like a lot of the time we spend our lives evaluating risk, and if something is too great of a risk or maybe not enough risk or whatever that looks like, and it keeps us from doing things. And as I thought some about that, I just uh, uh, believe that uh, God gave me some insights concerning that. And so I just want to share those with you today and look forward to hearing your uh, comments and uh, your your thoughts as you might want to comment uh, on this podcast. I would encourage you, if you would, to subscribe to this podcast. I plan to upload content, hopefully on a weekly basis, and uh, would love for you to join me on this journey. And uh, if, if at all possible, give it a rating on whatever platform you happen to listen on. Uh, share it with your friends on social media. That would be great. I would love to uh, impact as many lives as possible. So thank you for that consideration. Well, many of us do as much as we can to minimize the amount of risk that we experience in our lives, and rightly so. That's completely understandable, and it's reasonable. It's logical. However, the question that I want us to interact with today is whether our strategy of risk avoidance is always God's plan for us, or does God allow us to get into risky situations? Does he actually want us to get into circumstances where a positive outcome is not guaranteed at all? Have you ever found yourself in a situation and wondered how you got there? I wonder if the two Israelite spies Joshua sent into the city of Jericho questioned the wisdom of their mission once they were inside the walls of the city and, and trying to avoid detection. In the Bible, the book of Joshua in the Old Testament, chapter 2, details how Joshua, newly arriving into his leadership role, sent spies into the promised land to check out the defenses of the people. And he asked them, to especially take a really good look at the city of Jericho itself, to look at their defenses, to look at how they were um, protecting it and what, what, how difficult it might be for them to take that city. Now, the officials of Jericho, they discovered the presence of those spies, and they attempted to find them and presumably to get rid of them permanently. The spies were in a place where travelers would often frequent in the city of Jericho, and a woman named Rahab 
was in charge of that place, apparently. Now, this was more than just a place for travelers to lodge. Rahab's, I'll say, quote, business model included even more options for men who were away from their home and family. I'll let you read between the lines there. It was a risk for Joshua to send the spies into Jericho in the first place. The obvious risk was that the spies would be discovered, the plans for invasion of the land would be disclosed, and then those spies would be killed. That was a risk that everybody knew about. But maybe a risk you might not have noticed before if you've heard this story is the one Joshua was willing to take in sending the spies into the land in the first place. You see, oh, some 40 years before that, Joshua was part of a previous spying mission. Now, this one didn't go nearly as well as, as they had hoped. He was one of only two of the original 12 spies that gave a positive report about invading the, the, the very same land that they were spying on now. The former failed spy mission, that resulted in basically a 40-year delay in moving forward. Why would Joshua risk the future of the nation, as well as his own leadership that was brand new at the time, with a method that failed so miserably before? That, my friends, is risky living. <laughs> and maybe you can relate to that with something you've done. But let's look at another position of risk in this story. What about the risk that Rahab took? Rahab, the one that owns the traveling business, you might say, in Jericho. She knew the travelers were spies. If you read that story in Joshua 2, you can see that. The leaders of Jericho had come to her. The, the king of the city and the, the, the officials there had come to her because they knew that's where they would go and ask her if she knew where the spies were. She had told them some tale that she made up of how they'd already left the city and they better go chase after them now. They could still catch them. She did that to divert the authorities' attention away from where they really were and to give a little bit of space to the spies who were trying to avoid detection. Why would someone like Rahab, whose livelihood depended upon staying in the good graces of the authorities, do such a thing? It just is illogical. It seems way too risky. It just doesn't make sense. Yet she did it. Why did she do it? Well, I think there's some key lessons for all of us to learn from this story, from the story of Joshua, Jericho, and Rahab. A common theme that runs through this story is the willingness, I would say even the necessity, to take significant risks. Joshua took a big risk in sending spies into Jericho based on that strategy's previous colossal failure. Can you imagine recommending that strategy to the people who knew about the previous one? That was quite a risk. And for Rahab, Rahab put her life and her livelihood on the line for two strangers from a 
invading army of people. Most of us in today's culture, we do as much as we can reasonably do to reduce risk in our lives, maybe even to a fault. Even in our careers, we try to make sure that we're part of a company that, that has a really high likelihood of major success. That way we can look successful. Most of us avoid risky investments with any resources we have. And most of us also avoid risky behaviors to avoid even the appearance of, of not being associated with a winner. So how do you think God feels about taking risks? Well, I think it's like this. Sometimes we have to accept risk to accomplish something great. Joshua risked sending spies into Jericho to give him some insight into the defenses he would soon face. The spies risked revealing themselves to Rahab, not knowing if she would betray them or protect them. And Rahab risked stretching the truth to the leaders of Jericho because she was completely convinced that God was bringing the people of Israel to take the land and the city. Sometimes we have to take risk. So how did this all work out? Well, the spies completed their mission safely. And they came back and encouraged Joshua and the people of Israel this time that God was ready for them and that he had prepared the land for their arrival. Joshua had to have been encouraged greatly by the success of the spies' mission, especially in light of the one that failed that he was a part of. And because of Rahab's willingness to hide the spies and obey their specific instructions about this scarlet thread that was supposed to be tied in her window, you can read about that in Joshua 2, verses 17 through 20. She and her family, all of them, were spared the destruction that everyone else in, in Jericho experienced. And indeed, that was the key all of those people taking the risk they took, that was the key for them to be welcomed into the family of God. And we see that Rahab and her family became what the Bible calls sojourners or fellow travelers with the people of Israel. And in fact, if you read all the way into the New Testament, the New Testament Gospel of Matthew, you will see that Rahab herself was an ancestor of Jesus of Nazareth. What an honor for her. So what can we learn from this story? Well, here's what I think we can learn. God encourages risk-taking. Sometimes he asks his people to take some pretty big risks, things that seem pretty scary. But here's the thing we have to remember when, when we know God is asking us to do something. It's not really a risk. You see, we view obedience to God's nudgings as risky only because we have such a limited view of time. When our sight into the future is kind of cloudy and unsure, 
we feel the risk level rising. And we find ourselves often searching for ways to lower the risk level. And, and by doing that, to lower our feelings of anxiety. You see, we feel like if we can get some measure of control over it, if we can mitigate the risk, we'll feel better. But sometimes God doesn't want us to do that. Do you think God was feeling anxious as he watched the action unfold in Jericho? I, I don't think so. I think instead of being anxious, God was actually watching and cheering on the players to, to trust their faith, to trust what he had told them. And indeed, when they did that, they saw great success. Joshua, the spies, and Rahab did not have God's perspective on this. And so it felt like to them they were taking grave risks. And from our perspective even, it seems as though they were. What was their risk mitigation strategy? Well, instead of maybe a life insurance policy or maybe even a safer plan B to do things differently in a different way, Joshua, the spies, and Rahab chose as their risk mitigation strategy faith in God and obedience to what they sensed he was doing in this situation. You see, God had prepared the people of Israel for this moment. God had also been at work in, the, in this outsider called Rahab to prepare her for the vital role she was about to play. She was convinced that Israel was coming and that God was with them. Faith in God and obedience to the calling he's placed in your life is the best risk mitigation strategy you and I can have in our lives. So here's my question and challenge maybe for you. What do you believe is the risk that God is calling you to take? Does it seem unreasonable maybe? Illogical? The story of Joshua, Rahab, and the people of Israel calls to some of us, maybe many of us, who are by nature risk-averse. And we want everything sewed up, guaranteed, before we step out. This story calls us to trust God and give it our best, all the while keeping our eyes and ears focused on Him for further directions. In the end, what I believe we will say as our life on this earth draws to a close someday, as they all will, it's not going to be that we regret that we risked too much for God. It's that we were really, and, 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 and that we, by doing that, we, we were just a bunch of losers. I think we're much more likely to say that I was too afraid to take a risk and that I only wish I would have risked more for God, that I left too much on the table. So what about you? What is God speaking to your heart? What have you been hesitant to move forward with because you think the risk is too high? If you're convinced it's God's work in your life, can I encourage you to remember this story of Joshua Rahab and the spies in Jericho and take that step. See if God will not meet you at that moment and be your best risk 
mitigation plan. And I think it's time for you to step out. Well, thanks again so much for joining me for this podcast. Again, if you feel that this has impacted you, share it with somebody. Share it on your social media. Uh, Put a comment if you can, however you listen to this. I would so appreciate it. God bless you as you follow his leading in your life. We'll see you soon. Thank you.